Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. What is the difference between enterprise architecture and solutions architecture? This is a question that comes up very often. To understand the difference between enterprise architecture and solution architecture, we will need to first understand what is enterprise architecture. Let us say that you're going shopping. If you want to buy bread and eggs, you'll just go buy bread and eggs and come back. But if you want to do the shopping for the whole month, then you will have to write it down on a piece of paper. You know, all the groceries that you require, all the staples that you need, list it down and then go to the shop and buy those. Now, this doesn't happen very often these days. We don't buy groceries for the whole month anymore. At least I don't, uh, because everything gets delivered at home when you need it. So this is not very relevant. But the point that I'm trying to say is, when you have many things that you need to keep in mind, it's difficult for the human brain to uh, remember everything. And that's why you write it down on a piece of paper. Enterprise architecture is that piece of paper on which you write everything down. When an organization is small, people can intuitively remember everything about the organization. It's a small organization. You have one product probably or two products. You have a few people. You have a few technologies that you need to manage. And it's very easy to do that. And that's why uh, you can do it intuitively. But as the organization grows organically or inorganically, things become more complex. You have a larger number of products. You have many technologies that you need to manage. You have many people. You have different departments within the organization. You need to keep in mind all these capabilities, etc. So when it becomes so complex that you cannot do it intuitively anymore, you write it down on a piece of paper. You document it so that you can go and refer to it whenever you need to. You know, you need to understand your organization better to be able to uh, make it more efficient, make it more effective as we go along. You know, strategies need to be defined and then those strategies trickle down into various departments within the organization and so on and so forth. And that is enterprise architecture. We need enterprise architecture so that we can understand our organization better. We can understand where there are redundancies required, where there are redundancies that exist that are not required, where there is waste and we need to manage those wastes better. That raises a very interesting question. Who is an enterprise architect? You know, what are the skills that you need to be an enterprise architect? Now, TOGAF has broken down enterprise architecture into four different categories. There is business architecture, there is data architecture, there is application architecture, and there is technology architecture. Business architecture is the study of business where you try to understand the people, you try to understand the organizational structure, you try to understand the processes, you try to understand the products, and so on and so forth. Application architecture is the study of applications, applications that support the business, applications that help us manage clinical trials, for example, in a pharmaceutical company, or applications that manage treasury in a financial services organization, and so on and so forth. And then there is data architecture. Data architecture is the 
study of data and how it exists in the various pockets within the organization, what data is required to support which business processes, what data is managed by which applications and so on and so forth, and how it flows through the system um, and and enables the business. And technology architecture is a study of technologies. So primarily infrastructure, where your applications are hosted, which applications are hosted where, what data exists where, what is on the cloud, what is on the on-premise data centers, etc. So that is enterprise architecture overall. You know, it has various sections within the organization. Now, uh, it has various sections. Now, does that mean that an enterprise architect needs to know everything? And that is usually the definition that you find when you look for the job description of an enterprise architect. And I don't think that is the right thing to do. I mean, expecting a human being to know business, data, application technology, to know programming, to know infrastructure, to know Agile and Scrum at the same time, know DevOps, to know processes, all of that. It's not possible for a human being to know everything. And so what we do is we have a team. We don't have a single person that does everything. We have people within the enterprise architecture organization who specialize in different areas of the enterprise architecture field. There are business architects, there are data architects, there are application architects, there are technology architects. When a business architect becomes a part of an enterprise architecture team, uh, the business architect is also an enterprise architect. So enterprise architecture is less a title and more a mindset. So what is the difference between a business analyst and a business architect? There's hardly any. Uh, it's a matter of terminology. And all these terminologies that I'm telling you, uh, are not the final definition of these terminologies. Every organization interprets them in different ways. So a business analyst, when becomes a part of an enterprise architecture organization, can also be called a business architect because primarily the job of a business analyst and the job of a business architect are same or similar. The business analyst studies the business and interprets the business in such a way that the uh, the IT organizations can understand it and, and enable it using applications, data, and technology. And it's the same thing that the business architect does as well. The specialization is, so in all probability, a business architect is somebody who has a background in business analysis or, or has been a business analyst for a long period of time or a, or a product manager for that matter. And then we have data architects, data architects who are the people who specialize in data architecture, who have a background either in Oracle or SQL Server, that's how they started. And then later on, they became, became data architects. Application architects are specialists in application development, probably started their career as a programmer, and then later on became a application architect and then an enterprise architect. So they have specialization in application architecture. And technology architects are people who probably started their career in infrastructure, probably did data center setup or worked on operations or worked on infrastructure design and infrastructure architecture and so on and so forth. So enterprise architect is not a all-encompassing role. Anyone can become an enterprise architect, even if they specialize in whatever fields that they have been in. The only difference between a business analyst and a business architect an Oracle specialist and a data architect, a .NET programmer and an enterprise architect or an application architect as a part of the enterprise architecture team, and a infrastructure specialist and a technology architect is the perspective. The perspective changes, right? Um, the perspective of a business analyst is product management, 
the perspective of a business architect is looking at the entire organization, seeing how the business and processes or 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 business uh, uh, organizational structure or etc etc are placed in the larger organization. Similarly, an application architect doesn't look at the details of the application architecture, but rather focuses on trying to understand how that application supports the business or what data does it manage or how does it interact with other applications. So it's a larger perspective, so to speak. Same thing applies for data architect. A data architect doesn't look at schemas and and, and referential integrities and so on and so forth. He more or less looks at the data from a enterprise perspective. You know, how does the data flow within the organization and uh, and how does it enable the business? And similarly, a technology architect doesn't get into the details of every technology, rather focuses on how the technology platform supports the application and the data architecture and in turn, the business architecture. Now, Togaf also has something called the skills framework. The skills framework primarily looks at what are the skills that you require and at what proficiency level. So it defines four proficiency levels, level one, level two, level three, and level four. And then it defines roles. And then it it defines the proficiency level required by a certain role within the organization. So, for example, a data architect would need level four uh, proficiency as a data architect, but does not require level four proficiency uh, in business analysis. So business analysis is a skill, and then you define the proficiency level at that skill uh, for a particular role. So a data architect doesn't need to have level four business analysis skills, but it could be at level one or level two, and that is fine. But they do need uh, level four data architecture, data modeling skills, right? Similarly, an architecture board member may require level four leadership skills, but does not require a lot of data analysis skills. Similarly, an application architect does not require level four leadership skills. A level three or a level two is fine, but he does need uh, level four application modeling skills, right? So depending upon what specialization you are in, you would require specific proficiency levels in specific skills. So that is how an enterprise architecture organization is designed. Uh, everybody has their own role to play within the larger enterprise architecture organization. And just because you are playing a certain role does not mean you are not an enterprise architect. Your perspective changes. You look at the organization, you look at your specific area of specialization and how it is placed in the larger organization. So then that is enterprise architecture and that is an enterprise architect. So what is a solution architect then? TOGAF defines four levels also. It's not just... Uh, business data application and technology. Those are uh, four domains within the larger enterprise architecture. But there are also levels. Levels meaning there is strategic architecture, which is at the highest level, where the enterprise architect works with the CEO and the CIO of the organization trying to understand the long-term strategy. Um, then there is segment architecture, which is slightly lower than the strategic architecture. It is also called subordinate architecture in TOGAF 10. That's a new terminology that has been introduced in TOGAF 10. So there is strategic architecture at the top, and then there you have segment architecture, which works at portfolio and program levels. It could also work at domain levels. When I say domain, I mean various towers within the organization that you have. So HR, 
for example, could be a tower and finance and accounting and manufacturing. And in a pharmaceutical organization, there could be a research and development tower where new drugs are designed or new drugs are in discovered, drug development as they call it. Uh, that could also be treated as a domain. So, so the segment architecture could be at the domain level where the business architect fo- does not focus on the business architecture of the whole organization, but is rather focused on their specific domain. A finance business architect focuses only on finance processes, finance organizational structure, finance products, etc., etc. Um, an accounting will focus on accounting, an HR will focus on HR, and so on and so forth. So a segment architecture is slightly lower and works at the portfolio level. And then you have capability architecture. Capability architecture is slightly lower than the segment architecture and it works on project level. So within the finance domain or finance segment, you might have multiple projects that are running for various things. You know, for example, within HR, you might have multiple applications, one for staffing, one for employee benefits, one for performance management and so on and so forth. Each of those applications may be developed separately in separate projects, right? And the segment architecture primarily focuses on how these are interconnected with each other. Now, the example that I'm giving you is specifically about applications, but it could also be data, it could also be processes, business, organizational structure, etc. It could also be technologies. So you have that project level capability architecture. Capability architecture because each project essentially enhances the capability of the organization and that's why it's called capability architecture. Now, these are three levels within enterprise architecture, but I said there are four levels in TOGAF, right? The fourth level is called solution architecture. Now, I explained to you the different levels because I wanted to clearly demarcate the difference between enterprise architecture and solution architecture. So, these three levels Strategic architecture, segment architecture, and capability architecture are within the domain of enterprise architecture. The fourth layer is solution architecture. So let's talk about the differences. Enterprise architecture primarily focuses on capabilities. That is why it is called capability architecture. It does not specify the solutions, right? When an enterprise architect is focusing on a particular project, for example, let's say there is a merger happening. When the merger is happening, it is a strategic decision. So it's it's there at the strategic architecture level. And then how is the merger going to impact each of the domains? How is it going to impact finance? How is it going to impact manufacturing? How is it going to impact uh, treasury? When both the organizations come together, you know, how are each of the domains going to interact with each other, integrate with each other? All of this is done at the segment architecture level. Now, get to get the in- in integration done, you have to get to the capability architecture level and manage everything at the capability level. You are enhancing the capabilities, reducing the capabilities, merging the capabilities, etc. But you only talk about capabilities. You don't talk about technology solutions, right? You talk about, uh, for example, in business architecture, you would say that within the hiring process, we are going to enhance the hiring process because the merger has happened and the other organization has a much more efficient hiring process where they are able to go from uh, requisition of a new headcount to onboarding of an employee within, let's say, 45 days, giving you an example, right? So there hiring process is much more efficient than we are so we are going to change that that's at the business architecture level at the capability architecture level right now within data architecture we're going to take a look at how we are going to manage the data for that hiring right how the the data passes through from various teams to the staffing team and how that data is managed this would also include so in application architecture we look at the applications that are being used 
for hiring and staffing, right? And then finally, technology architecture, how these applications are hosted and where they are hosted. But these applications are going to be called staffing application or hiring application and so on, right? Uh, and at the technology architecture, they're going to say that, okay, the application needs to be hosted in the cloud. It's a high availability application. That means it needs to have de uh, disaster recovery. It needs to have high availability. It needs to have BCP, uh, business continuity planning and so on and so forth. So all of this is defined there. And then we go to solution architecture. In solution architecture, we actually talk about products and actual solutions. So we don't talk about products and actual solutions during the capability architecture level. In solution architecture, we'll say, okay, for hiring, we are going to use LinkedIn as an application, for example, or uh, some name of an application, which is a commercially off-the-shelf product provided by XYZ company. So we know the product vendor, we know the product, we know the capabilities of the product, it's the actual solution. We also talk about, okay, this application is going to be hosted as an infrastructure as a service on AWS public cloud with, you know, and you might get into the details of how many EC2 instances, what size EC2 instances you're going to need. Are you going to require a database service? Are you going to use RDS or, you know, what, what have you? Um, and so on. So solution architecture actually gets into the solutioning of the capability that is defined by enterprise architecture. That is primarily the difference. Enterprise architecture may be involved in uh, suggesting the solutions, but it's a solution architecture team that actually designs the solution and delivers it. Right? That's the primary difference between enterprise architecture and solution architecture. Now, let's cover domain architecture a little bit. I talked about domains. Now, TOGAF defines four domains primarily, uh, business architecture, data architecture, application architecture, and technology architecture. But those are not the only domains that we see in the industry. Right Within an organization, you could have multiple domains. You could have finance, accounting, manufacturing, treasury, etc., etc. These are also domains. You may also have horizontal domains. Like, for example, cloud architecture could be a domain. Security architecture could be a domain. You could have mobility architecture, you know, data architecture, and so on and so forth. So you have horizontal domains that primarily focus on different areas. And then you could have vertical domains that primarily focus on different domains within the organization. So a domain architect, and like I said before, these terminologies that I'm presenting here are not final. They are interpreted in different ways within different organizations, and that is the beauty of it. If you are an enterprise architect, you can define your own terminology within your own organization. So what I am telling you is just one good way of defining these terminologies. So a domain architect could be a finance architect. He could be a domain architect who takes care of all finance-related uh, business data application and technology. And then you could have horizontal domains where you have security architecture, cloud architecture, I don't know, technology architecture, mobility architecture, database architecture, etc., etc. And then the combination of the finance architect along with the cloud architect, the security architect, the technology architect, etc., form a team for that particular segment architecture. Similarly, you could have another domain architect for, let's say, manufacturing who understands the manufacturing processes and the org structure much better, understands the business much better. And then the manufacturing architect, who is, by the way, the domain architect for manufacturing, could work with cloud architects, security architect, technology architecture, etc. And that forms a sort of virtual team of enterprise architects who work on all, seg all products or all capabilities within the manufacturing domain. So, I've tried to differentiate between enterprise architect, solution architect, domain architect, 
and I've also tried to help you understand the difference between business analysts and business architecture. Now, today's podcast is a little bit longer than my usual podcast, and there is also a visual aspect to this. So, if you're listening to this podcast on a podcast platform like iTunes or Google Podcasts or Spotify, there is also a video format of this podcast on YouTube. If you look at the podcast, if you look at the video, I think you'd be able to understand all of this better because there's some graphics and, uh, and and visual aspects to this podcast as well. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Now the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, they're very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.